I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? Then people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
you sure this is the right place to recruit for a militia? God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. To the narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving so slow. But BK is from Texas, me, I'm out that bed stop, home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my tie, sitting courtside, Nicks and Nets give me high five. I be spiked out, I could trip a referee, tell by my attitude that I most definitely from
lights is blinding, girls need blinders so they could step out of bounds quick. The sidelines is lined with casualties who sip the life casually and gradually become worse. Don't fight the apple Eve, caught up in the in crowd. Now you're in style and in the winter gets cold in vogue with your skin out. City of sin is a pity on a whim. Good girls going bad, the city's filled with them. Mommy took a bus trip, now she got a bust out. Everybody ride her, just like a bus route. Hell Mary to the city, you're a virgin. And Jesus can't save you, life starts when the church in. Came here for school, graduated to the highlight. Ball players, rap stars, addicted to the limelight. Empty in May, got you feeling like a champion. The city never sleeps, better slip you an ambient. Fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved, better half. Lynn. Hello, Patriot. So, uh, want to start this out a little differently. Mm. Tell you a story. Okay. Go for it. Let me... Uh, you tell a story, and then I have a question for you. Let's take away a little bit about what we know about 9-11. So... That was kind of my question for you. Let's do this. Look at it from my perspective. On 9-11, I was at Fort Polk, Louisiana. And I had two OCs come running in the tent. <laughs> said, hey, you guys are from New York. What the fuck is going on in New York City right now? So what are you talking about? Said uh, <clears throat> a plane flew into the World Trade Center. I was like, that's got to be an accident. That shit doesn't happen any day in New York City. It happened once in like 1958 because the asshole couldn't see the building and flew right into it. And then another OC came running into the tent. He had a uh, TV with him. And just as he set up the TV, watch a second plane fly right into the Trade Center. It's like, that's not an accident. That's that's not an accident. And immediately after that, our world changed. 
no matter how you look at it, no matter what you say, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about America. America changed after 9-11. No matter what you believe, you can believe the far furthest conspiracy that's out there. But I can tell you this. On 9-12, when we flew back from Fort Polk, Louisiana, I had never been prouder and more happy to be an American than that day. And it's sad because 3,000 people had to lose their lives that day for us to figure out, pull our heads out of our asses and realize what it means to be a country. And 22 years later, what have we learned? Now it's just a, a passing memorial. Now our commander in chief doesn't even have to show up for it. Now it doesn't. Why did all my friends die? Why did I have so many friends get killed or take their own lives even after the fact? Why? Because now I'm confused, America. I don't know whether 9-11 really happened or didn't happen, but I know a bunch of my friends went over to fight in a land in a war we should never have been involved in in the first place. Yet they're dead today. We have nothing, nothing to say for it. We haven't learned a thing. We still give away our liberties like it doesn't matter. We give away our freedoms like eh, it was yesterday. Where are we at, America? What have we figured out? Because you know what I figured out? I figured out three things. These are the top three. The people are stronger than the government. No matter what you do to us, we are stronger than them. That's number one. Number two, no matter what happens to this country, America will survive. Whether the politicians want it to survive in their view of what politics is and what it isn't, that's not up to them. That's up to us. We decide that. And number three, nothing in this country is going to happen unless we let it happen. So where are we at, America? What have we learned in 22 years? Over 11,674 people that are dead. What have we learned? What did those 11,674 people give up for us to figure out what? What have we learned? I mean, they call this Patriot's Day. I get pissed off when people call this Patriot's Day. How are, How is the day celebrating when 3,000 of our countrymen were killed, how murdered? How are you going to call that a Patriot's Day? July 4th is more of a Patriot's Day because we took a stand. We didn't get murdered. We stepped up to the fight. We said, no, fuck you, England. Take a seat. Sorry, Clary Lou, not you. But fuck you, England. Take a seat. We're going to fucking stop your skulls in the ground. Where are we at today? Because I don't know if we've learned anything. Let me. I, I wonder if we've learned anything. Do you know how? Does America understand how fragile its freedom really is? No. 
Leo said, uh, and you know, this, this actually brings up a conversation we had with our teenager before the show. Leo said 2000 just died in Hawaii. Just because 9-11 was a big televised spectacle doesn't make it a bigger deal. Maybe we should focus on the light, latest PSYOP. 9-11 people have been at rest for over two decades. They have been. They have been, become? but hold on. But it's not, it's not just about the people. You know, we, we had this conversation with our child sitting on the porch before the show. And I told him that 9-11 was our generational traumatic event and that he wouldn't understand it until it happened to him, until they did it to him, which they will, to his generation. They kind of already are. But Mike, but hold why? on. Why? Let me, let me, let me finish. Because we never learned from the first one. Exactly. But Leo, it's not just the people that were killed. It's not just that we were attacked either by some hajis in a cave in Afghanistan or by our, our own, own government. government. It's the fact that 3000 Americans had to sacrifice their lives. It's not, but it's not just that because as Leo said, 2000, probably more just died in Hawaii. Uh, 2,500 people died in Morocco so far that they've found. Um, we are going to see uh, 600,000 people have died from the jab. How okay. about 10,000 soldiers that went 10, overseas? 10,000 soldiers, exactly. And died in service of what? What were we fighting? Exactly. And it wasn't just what we were fighting. It was what we were giving up. Understand that the day after 9-11, on 9-12, they already had 1,000 pages of the Patriot Act ready to go. It was already there. Now, now, now. Oh, slow your roll on that one. I'm sorry. I've been, on the, I've been on the other side of that. Okay, I can tell you, I'll be, I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I was probably one of the biggest supporters of the Patriot Act that there was. Yes. For the actual law in which the Patriot Act was written, it actually didn't violate the Constitution, not one bit. Except, A matter of fact, it played ball with all of the rules for Americans. Except? No, it didn't. No, the problem is, is that mankind is there. That's the difference. Exactly. When mankind can make it advantageous for him instead of just what it was meant for just in its original drafting. Do it exactly. Mean do it. And I, I'm the one. Did we have we learned that liberty, no matter what happens to us, liberty is more important than justice. There's a lot of people out there that will tell you that justice is more important than liberty. No, liberty is more important than justice because without liberty, you don't have justice. Without liberty, you don't have freedom. Without liberty, you justice can be occurred upon you whenever somebody feels like it. You have to have liberty first. We have to, and I realized that that was my greatest mistake with supporting the Patriot Act and even thinking for a half minute that it was good. But understanding the other side of that, to get information, to validate concerns about Americans, both American citizens and non-American citizens, you, you gotta, I'm sorry, there comes a point in time, where do we, this level of security, our level of security and our level, level of liberty are inherently entwined because some Americans over the past have been okay with giving up certain forms of liberty just for this sense of security. 
But remember, it's a sense of security. It's not actual security. Yep. The only actual security in your life is your liberty, your freedom to do what you have to do to protect yourself. That is what is most important. 9-12 was the top of the slippery slope that we have been sliding down for 20-something years. 22 years. 22 years. We are at the bottom of that slope. No shit. Look at it. I mean, they just charged. They're going to prosecute a former sitting president of the United States. Does it get any worse? Don't say that because yes, it does. No, I should say that. The problem is, is nobody is saying that. That is what the issue is. Nobody is saying, can it get any worse? Yes. We should be saying that. Yes. We should be saying. Yes, it can get worse. Can it get ask, worse? Ask the people in New Mexico today if it can get worse. Don't even get started on that. Oh, we'll get there. Ask the people in Hawaii if oh, it shit. can get worse. I did. They know. They know better than we do. But my point is, okay, so I was listening today. All right. So I went around. I did the normal rounds on the podcast, except I subtracted a couple since I've gotten rid of a bunch because I just stopped listening to them because they're complete shills. But I listened to the others. And when I was listening to the others today, one of the things I noticed over and all, over, overall, and I'm going to go up here back to the chat because it was within the chat that I posted. it. I posted to Cisco kid. I said, uh, how are you feeling today? He said, I'm good. I'm in some pain, but it's manageable. Just blessed to have another day. How are you? I said, good, you know, normal day. And then I thought about that for a second. Then I typed this. Well, maybe not so normal, but it's a day. And nobody responded to that. You want to know why? Why? Because the media and everybody else have already compressed it down to a 15 second soundbite. Mm -hmm. Everything is 15 seconds now. Our life is controlled by 15 second soundbites. Go look at the fucking news. Is anybody covering the ceremony in New York City that went out today? No. Nobody recorded. Not even Fox News didn't even fucking do it. They just ran the names at the bottom of the Chiron. It's normalized. 9-11 happened. It happened 22 years ago today. It's normalized. Bunch of Americans got killed. But they don't talk about the 10,213 that died following 9-11 in support of both Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. And um, yeah, they don't talk about that though. They, they, they won't talk about them, but they'll talk about 3000 people that died that day. Yeah. Not the war that it launched us in or all the, all of our treasure and talent that was destroyed by a fucking war that quite honestly, now, the more and more I learn about it, the more and more I realize we should never have been there in the first fucking place. The whole reason we were there is because of oil debt. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, America still hasn't gotten pissed off. Nobody's gotten angry about the fact, oh shit, yeah, you're right, Mick. We should never have been there in the first place. But nobody fucking says anything to the government. No, I went running right over there with the rest of those idiots. I did the same shit everybody else did. It's a war. I finally get to do my job. It's exactly what I saw in my eyes. Man, if I could go back and do that all over again, 
If I knew the cost, it would have been. I would have said a lot differently back then. What would you have done? I don't know. It's a great question. If I knew what I knew now. I mean, if we knew then what we know now, if we knew. So you asked me that. 16 years ago. You asked me that once. We know now. You asked me that once before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and melt your mind a second time. This time I'm going to do it in front of a camera. Go for it. You said. If you knew now what you knew then, what would you do differently? If you knew then what you know now, what would you do differently? I did and I did. And now your mind's melted. So enjoy that one because when you figure that one out, you're going to be like, fuck, he's right. Damn it. Damn it. Mm. You can't say it here, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I gotcha. Well. It just pisses me off. It's normalized already. We're already, it's normal. It's It's a... Everybody I talked to today, it was like, yeah, hey, happy Patriots Day. And everybody looked at me like, what? Patriots Day? I was like, yeah, it's 9-11. It's known as Patriots Day. Didn't even know it was known as Patriots Day. Huh. Okay. So our day, the day that we're supposed to celebrate as fucking Patriots. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. The president didn't even show up. No, he didn't even bother. (laughs) waste his time with dead Americans. Why would I do that? I'd go do it with some fucking dead piece of shit who got captured three times. Fucking John McCain kisses memorial in fucking Hanoi. Good job, Joe. Well done, sir. Oh, by the way, are you going to bed again? Just wondering because you told the whole world that you were going to bed the other day. I like two in the afternoon. You fucking idiot. Anyway. You're right, Ironwood. BSS, the tree of liberty has root rot. It's time to replace it. That's what we were told. Shake that shit up. Tree of Liberty must be shaken from time to time. Must be. With the blood of patriots and tyrants. I got a tyrant we can bleed out over the Tree of Liberty just to keep everybody else free. Mm -hmm. I guarantee he's got at least four quarts of blood in him. Actually, there's a bunch. I can think of a whole bunch of people that I could drain over that tree. Matter of fact, if Liana was on board, we we could have a fucking field day. We could spend a week just feeding the tree blood. They'd run out of trees. We would be demonic at some point, I'm sure. Dude, so our kid ran in here today, right? And he said, Dad, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys are using this like it's a Windows product or a, a Mac product. I was like, I don't know. Talk to your mother. She's got like 30 windows open in each one of these boxes. Folks, we have pro- we have content for days. I don't know what fuck she did today, but apparently all she did was sit on her phone. I did because we I have was, content for days. Are you kidding me? This took me an hour and a half when I got home. Not even um, because I was at my mother's all day. We literally have like weeding. probably 300 windows up. Gardening right all day. Weeding. It was only supposed to be 88 today. It was fucking 96 at 10 o'clock in the morning when I got to my mother's house. And it did not get any cooler. Hey, I got a theory on that. Do you want to hear it? Okay. It's not cooler and cooler. No, 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 because I've noticed this over the last, <laughs> has anybody else noticed the last six days? Somehow our weathermen are off by about 10 degrees. Um, <clears throat> over the last six days, our weathermen have been off 10 degrees. For instance, the, the high today here was 96 degrees. The projected high this morning was 88. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. you're Tonga. off by like six degrees there. You want to know why they're doing this? This is all a show. 
it's all for not. I mm -hmm. saw a dude who gave a whole great big, it's on Instagram. Um, I will get his name and I'm going to put it out on our, um, telegram. telegram. The guy, uh, follow him. Oh my God. You got to follow him. He shows you why they're six degrees off. It is amazing. And they're fucking stupid and they're retarded, but whatever. Um, they basically did their math wrong. Their Celsius is way off. That's what the guy is telling. Because they show the Celsius degrees and they show the Fahrenheit degrees and they said, look at the math because the math is way it. the fuck they just off. Don't, oh. Yeah, they could do the basic math. Fucking retarded. So I'm wondering, are these products of, it can't be products of COVID, but it's got to be products of Common Core because mm -hmm. Common Core started about 20 years ago. They don't even know what Celsius is. Yeah, I know, but the math is You off. can't just add 32 degrees to it and get the number. That's not how that works. <laughs> they do that all the time. That's exactly what they I do. Know, I know. That's exactly what they They just add 32 degrees and they're like, that's the Fahrenheit. No. No, no that's not, not the Fahrenheit. Holy shit. Sake. They don't understand a scaled system, but anyway, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> just, I thought you all would find that funny, but that's why all of the fucking, if you've watched your news reporters in the last couple of weeks, like they've been off by six degrees consistently, except for the big ones. Like if you go to, well, that's because they have a program. If you go to like the them. weather channel or shit that's like that, they actually use Google to exactly. do the math for them. But if you go to like your local news, watch your local news and watch mm -hmm. the temperature. Like literally this dude just started pulling these ladies apart that are on the early morning TV shows, like local news channels. And they're six degrees off constantly on the weather. And I was like, what the fuck is the deal with this? How can you be that wrong consistently and not lose your job? That's what they do. The guy's like, they can't do math. I was like, Holy well, shit. Meteorologists. So, you know, we should, uh, we should, we should start selling calculators that do the calculus or the, uh, they have the this. Celsius to they Fahrenheit have, conversion they, they have, on the calculator. They, they have those, yeah. I'm just saying we make a lot yeah. of money right now. Those idiots. I, however, I did know I was like, Oh, as I was driving to my mom's this morning, like literally in our neighborhood, I was like, Oh, I guess I don't have to water today. Oh no. They predicted no rain for the entire week, but I saw some Big fat chemtrails as I was driving, literally just like right up the road. I was like, oh, it's going to rain this afternoon. Big fucking fat chemtrails. And then I get to my mom's and she lives right by the airport. She lives literally like in between the Savannah Hilton Head International miles. Airport and Hunter Army Airfield, um, which apparently Savannah is hosting the top gun games this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Air Force. Uh, Air National Guard. Fine. Air, Air National, National Guard, Guard, Top Gun Fucking games. Top Gun games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. The flight path was directly over my parents' house. Hell, yeah. House. They're taking off at, like, Mach 2. Holy shit. They're like, blowing out windows. I'm trying yep. to have a conversation with my mom, and I was like, she can't hear a fucking word I'm saying. I was like, just wait. So there's, you know like, just these planes mind. are taken off, and, like, they take off in a combat scenario. So as they take off, when they thrust up, the last little bit that you give right before you put it into the afterburner stage of which is what you do when you take a plane off at a high rate of speed and you stick it in afterburner, the plane goes nose up. So as that's going nose up, all of that thrust is coming straight down. All of that oh, yeah. sound on is coming straight house. down, like pretty much right on top right of my parents, parents house. house. I'm trying to listen to Liana and Pian 
because Pian was on Lyanna's show this morning. And I know I gifted right? them a fucking EMP and Look they're not even you. in my fucking stream. Uh, they were in there for a little bit. They said they're lurking and chasing they're kids. They're sleeping. Whatever. They were sleeping because they've been awake all <laughs> fucking night. Well, I know what's going on over there. Anyway, they're doing all that funky shit. Um, but uh, I, I was trying to listen. I couldn't. I literally like I got I, I heard like maybe five minutes out of every 20 because the fucking planes going overhead constantly. It's like, son of a bitch. Yeah, they're going to do that for the next week and a half. A whole week. Yep. yep. My mom was like, you coming back on Thursday? I was no. Like, Maybe not. <laughs> if I bring Ryan's earmuffs with me. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, because he's got the cool earmuffs. Yeah. It's too fucking hot. It was too hot to wear gloves, which is why I got all tore up again, because that's what happens. And like, my you gotta mom let has, me bring you some work gloves. My on. mom has all these giant. So her whole front flower bed is like it has a layer of whatever landscaping material and then rocks, big old fucking rocks on top. Right. Um, different size rocks. Not light. And uh, and then, you know, random plants in the middle. Well, over the summer, all of the grass has grown up through the landscape material and through the rocks. And the only way to get to it is to move the rocks, pull the weeds up from the roots through the landscape material, and then put the rocks back. What was that prison movie where the guys are moving the rocks from one place to another? That was me today. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> so you were... You were sweeping rocks. Like I've literally sweat. No, no, not set. the not the little rocks to the right of the house. The big rocks oh, in the oh, front oh, of the oh, house. Oh, oh, the big, big. That rocks. it yes. takes me. I have to lift with two. I can't just. I mean, some of them I can lift with one hand, but there's some. I mean, there's some good sized fucking rocks back there. Oh yeah, I got about halfway through the bed moving the rocks, and then I was like, then uh, no, I'm about to fucking pass out. Fuck this. <laughs> and then I just started like sweeping up the weeds. I was like, I'll get the rest from under the rocks next week. I, no, I'm done. Yeah. So three yep. hours in hundred degree weather, fucking moving rocks and pulling weeds. I was no done. joke. I was done. Yep. So anyway, oh, that was how I spent my nine eleven. And Joe didn't. Joe didn't. Joe, Joe went to Alaska. Apparently, pissed. he did. He pissed some people off. Just a couple. <laughs> Yeah. Dipshit, Joe. You're an idiot. Really is. Anyway. Um, so easy. You just show up. Right. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. Okay. President Biden is on his way to Anchorage, Alaska, where he will observe the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th attacks over 4,000 miles away from memorial sites in New York City, Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Lieutenant Colonel Donald Arias lost his brother, Adam P. Arias, in the 9-11 attacks. Matt Bocci lost his father, John Bocci, and Terry Strada lost her husband, Tom Strada, and they all join me now. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Lieutenant Colonel Arias, I'll start with you. Your reflections on this day as President Biden is spending it thousands and thousands of miles away from any of the attack sites at a military base in Alaska. It's no surprise to me that he's not coming to uh, ground zero or any of the 9-11 sites. Uh, this is a president who has more in common with oligarchs out in Ukraine than he does with people of Bahia or East Palestine. 
So no shock to my system. And quite frankly, I prefer he stay away anyway. We will be spared one of his uh, stories of how he can relate, uh, like he did with the people in Lahaina, how uh, he can relate because of a kitchen fire that singed his cat's uh, uh, whiskers. We can do without that. Uh, he sent uh, that human laugh track we known as the vice president uh, to Ground Zero to represent him. And uh, again, I prefer she stay away as well. This is a day for family members, first responders, and, and true-hearted, stout-hearted patriots who want to honor those we lost tonight. Yeah, well, he will be the first president not to spend it at one of the attack sites or at the White House. And Terry, uh, Peter Ducey is traveling with uh, the president right now. And he was on Fox and Friends yesterday, and he said, he, she's in studio, so we could take a two shot. Um, and uh, he's in, he said yesterday that he asked a White House official, uh, why Alaska? And that White House official said, well, 22 years after Pearl Harbor, the White House wasn't going to Hawaii. What's your reaction to that? Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's awful. I mean, that is the opposite of what we've all pledged to never forget. And he is now just saying that flippantly, that he doesn't have to come to any of the sites and commemorate the loss with the families. That's terrible. Yeah, uh, it certainly is. And Matt, you lost your father on 9-11. Uh, so what is your message this morning? I think it just portraying the unfortunate reality in this country. If, if our leader is so willing to not show up to the memorial services, it, it's showing the message that Americans have forgotten and that it's okay to forget. Unfortunately for myself and for all the other families and those joined with us this morning, um, we have we have no way of forgetting. This is something that forever changed our lives and this is something that we're gonna live with forever even if the rest of the country can can let this uh, be a day that they do forget. Certainly not. Lieutenant Colonel Arias, the FBI and the Pentagon, they're reportedly preparing families for the reality that the 9-11 uh, case may never go to trial, which means that if this could end without a verdict for the five people that are sitting in Guantanamo Bay for planning this attack. What's your reaction to that? As far as I'm concerned, they can rot at Gitmo for the rest of their lives in legal limbo. And if I were a betting man, uh, I would say that this will probably go to trial. Uh, I sat in uh, on, a, uh, on a meeting with the Office of Military Commissions here recently, and uh, they're very far apart on a deal. So it's going to take, uh, take a lot. They like their conditions at Guantanamo Bay. They yeah. don't want to go to sleep. They don't want to be in solitary confinement. And we do. So uh, this thing will drag on uh, as it has been for the last 20 years. And uh, I doubt, I think it'll come to trial. I, I doubt it? they'll make it. Yeah, Terry, the other thing is Saudi Arabia. And uh, as a matter of fact, the president just met with Mohammed bin Salman, and he gave a very warm handshake to him, a very warm greeting before the G20 summit. And I know that you have a, a message to the Biden administration about our relationship with Saudi Arabia. What is that? Yes, so the families are extremely concerned that the president or this administration is going to trade away our right to pursue justice against the kingdom of Saudi Arabia for this peace deal. And we sent a letter to the president prior to the trip explaining to him how important it is that he stand with the 9-11 community and allow our pursuit to, for justice to continue with a piece of legislation that's pending in Congress. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, as we know, the president will be in Alaska today. The vice president will be participating in a commemoration ceremony at the 9-11 Memorial and Museum later this morning as well. Lieutenant Colonel Donald Arias, Matt Bocci, Terry Strada, thank you all so much for joining us this morning. Look, I, I, uh, I, I don't.
you know, I could get loud. I could get angry. I could scream. What's the point? Look, folks, we've had a choice for 22 years. 22 years we've been sitting on our hands. I, I don't know what else I have to say. This isn't about the government. This is about you and I. This is about us. This is about we the people. This isn't about our fucking government for the last time. Our government doesn't control us. That's what our forefathers wanted. That's what they wrote down on paper. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the opposite way around. Where the government works for you. When was the last time you saw the government work for you? Because, you know, somebody tried to tell me yesterday that the 16 interchange was the government working for me. I said, what? When it started 15, I'm sorry, 22 years ago? Literally started 22 years ago in 9-11. They've been working on this one bit of roadway for 22 fucking years. How is that the government working for me? All they did for 22 years is increase my blood pressure. So how is that the government working for me? When does the government start working? Oh, oh, you mean when I went to Afghanistan and I killed all those people for you? That's the government working for you. No, that's Or I went to Iraq and I killed all those people for you. That was the government. Nope. That what was did those, working for the government. What did those people do to you? What are those Afghanis that I killed all those times? What did they do to you? And I snipped their nuts from a mile away. They were protecting their homeland mm. against an invader. Mm. Makes me kind of feel different about the way I'd served you because all I was doing was putting foot to ass because that's what my country told me to go do. I was, I was too dumb to think about why. But now that I think about it, now I'm asking myself a lot of questions. You know... Until you take a life, you, you don't get to ask that question about why you did it. And then you get to ask yourself every day, why did I do that? What was the reason for that? Because believe it or not, it's really unnatural. And the people that enjoy it, those are the real sickos. Those are the real serial killers if you want to get into it. The psychopaths. Because they like that shit. It's really disgusting. It's not something I'd ever want to do again unless I absolutely have to. You know why I'm grateful that Mick got all fucked up in the head and had to have brain surgery? Because I can't remember half the shit I did. Because he can't remember anything he did prior to the I brain knew surgery. That, I'd probably be really fucked up. You'd be so much worse. Yeah. Because I've heard it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And you won't he's, tell me. He has relayed those memories to me. He's gone into what I called a fugue state. Something would trigger him and he would drop off in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a sentence, and he would go into a memory and it would be horrific. And and he would release all the emotions that he bottled up that he was not able to release in that moment when it happened. But he could release them now in the memory. And he'd let it all out. And then he would jump right back, pick up the sentence that he'd left off having no memory of what he just told me. And I'd be 
fucking devastated. He'd be like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you hysterical? Like, why are you crying? Why are you sobbing? I had to learn to control my emotions when he came, when he came out of it, because he'd start bugging me to tell him and I, I wouldn't. There's a reason that he doesn't remember those things. I'm not about to be the one to break that because that, that would really fuck him up. The memories that he's relayed to me are hard enough. And I'm glad that he doesn't have them anymore. There's some fucked up shit that they made them do. But the the question is, that's not the question today. 22 years later, we should know why. Do you? No, 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 no. My question is this. Do any of you? Because you know what? I was given pretty strict. Okay. JFK was killed 60 years ago. And just this week, one of his Secret Service agents came out as a whistleblower and said there was a second shooter. The magic bullet theory is bullshit. Yeah, I know. Uh, 60 years later. Let me let me give you all a clue. And I want this on camera because this is important because we record everything. Everything's recorded. It's out there for prosperity. All right. I went both into Afghanistan and Iraq on the first initial push for both of them. I'm going to tell you right now in Afghanistan, I had a clear cut defined mission and operation. Knew exactly what we're doing. There was no question about what we were about to go do. We were about to go lay a bunch of hate and waste to a whole bunch of people that brought us a whole lot of harm on 9-11. What I found when I entered Afghanistan was a bunch of farmers. A bunch of guys that if they knew what hate and waste was, they would shit and piss it out of them at the same time. That is the type of people we ran into. We did not run into the militaristic arm of the jihad that was going on. No, we ran into normal farmers, normal people, just people like you and I trying to make a uh, trying to make a way for their family. That's it. It's what we ran into. It's what I dealt with on a daily basis. Now, were they supporting people that were trying to kill me? Absolutely. Were there some people that I laid hate and waste to that they needed? Yep, sure did. Didn't have a problem with it either. Went to sleep every night. A lot of the times, if I went to sleep, I knew what I did that day was good. If I didn't go to sleep, I knew what I did that day was questionable. Morally, maybe not in the laws of warfare, but morally it was questionable. Like, should that have really, so I'll give you a perfect example. You want a dead set example. I was with a unit that quite honestly, I probably shouldn't have been with, but whatever. It's a long story. Don't get into it. I will explain it at a later date. It's very long. Lana, you can't find the link for the spores on the website because it's not on the website. I texted it to you previously. So check, uh, scroll up in your text. It should be there. So if you go check out, uh, there was a 211 ACR. Second armored 11th Cavalry um, out of Fort Irwin, California. I got sent there because I was supposed to be an OC. Um, and I was trying to finagle a deal to go to 
special forces and do the uh, test the the test and everything else i was trying to finagle shit to get the fuck out of this because i really didn't want to go do it i had already deployed i'd already come back and i was already fucked up from iraq so i was really not looking forward to going back to iraq again and kind of thought that, that was going to happen but i didn't really believe it and they hadn't deployed in like 30 something years and i was like all right whatever so when i got there they shifted my orders from where i was supposed to go to this one team that is the airborne operations OC team. And I was supposed to be going there and they shifted my orders and they sent me back to, uh, 211 ACR. I get back to 211 ACR and I quickly realized that I'm looking at a patch that I haven't seen since I watched the movie platoon. And if you go back to 1968 and the movie platoon, when it actually took place, um, on the same hilltop in Vietnam, uh, the unit that found what was left of Firebase Mary um, was the second, second armored, second armored 11th Cavalry Regiment. Yeah, I can't make this shit up. So, yeah, as they go rolling on the hilltop, there's this big black horse patch that's on everybody's shoulders. And I'm sitting here going, no fucking way. So I'm like, how the fuck is so sure enough, like a couple days later, I, I get to the unit and like literally three days after I get to the unit, I get told, oh, hey, by the way, we're deploying. <laughs> I'm like, what are the fucking chances? All right. So whatever. First time this unit is deployed in 35 years. I was like, holy fuck. The last time they had deployed was 1968. I'm thinking to myself. This is going to be uber ugly. So, um, um, it was what job eventually they picked the job for me. So I didn't really have a choice. I failed the Colonel on his EIB test. So when I failed the Colonel on the EIB test, they thought what better place than to sit you right next to him for the rest of this deployment. So that's you where failed I failed the Colonel. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I double no-goed him. Dude, and then I bitched him out. I double no-goed him on the 50 cal. Oh, fuck. I, and let me tell you, man. That's this... an award like you get on your chest. You get to wear it. It's a rifle. It's a long musket in a blue with a blue background. I mean, I've if, got if you, one. If you can't shoot I've it, you can't shoot it. I've got one with a wreath around it, which is the combat one. Um, okay. It is the CIB or the EIB of the expert infantryman's badge or the combat infantry infantry so this colonel was the highest ranking officer in iraq at the time no no he wasn't this the no the no colonel i'm thinking that colonel no. the one that i bitched out no that same colonel no okay different colonel different colonel. okay okay all right never you mind then. you bitched out bill i did bitch out Bill. That, he wasn't the highest ranking colonel he was the highest ranking colonel in the area that i was in okay but he was not the highest ranking colonel in iraq whatever because there were generals in iraq there were two and three star generals in iraq Whatever. Anyway, long story short, um, Nick warned him not to not to piss me off, and this he did, and it was bad. We went there, I didn't give a fuck. And I remember one of our initial one of the initial pushes that they had. There's a whole chemical weapons factory in diarrhea. It's well, it's Diara, um, after Iraq. We called it diarrhea. Anyway, uh, we were searching that motherfucker up and down, left, right, and center for days. 
at behest of somebody higher than us. So I finally asked the question one day. I said, why are we looking at this? Because we've been digging here for days. We haven't found shit. Hadn't found a tunnel. Hadn't found We had brown penetrating radar. We had all sorts of shit there to look for something. Couldn't find a fucking thing. So uh, finally I asked the question. I was like, hey, why are we doing this? And on your edification of Bill, Bill turned and looked at me and he said, you know, I'm not going to say what he, well, he called me something, but he's like, Mick, you know, that's a great question. Why the fuck are we doing this? So finally, I hear him on the radio. He's got the radio right there with the satellite on top and he radios back to headquarters. And uh, <coughs> I think we were out of, we were based out of the Southern part. So we were still in Baghdad. We were still in the green zone or communicating back to the green zone. He, he asked, Hey, why am I doing this? Hmm. And they said, oh, well, it's a chemical weapons factory. Um, we believe that the weapons that we're looking for are there. Okay, there's nothing here. We have dug this place up now. This is the third day in a row. What else do you want us to do? I mean, other than blowing shit up, there ain't nothing here. I remember this conversation going on right in front of me. And uh, I remember his higher up saying, stand by. So we got stuck there for a minute. And I looked at him. I said, sir, I said, you know, I just have to ask the obvious question. Where, ask him where the information is coming from. He said, why is that? I said, this has got to be somebody here that's reporting on this or this is somebody that might know something like months and weeks ago that's now done changed and they're not here anymore and we didn't find anything. So again, good point. So the second the guy got back on the radio, he asked him both those questions. And the guy in the radio goes, hey, um, well, yes and no. And Bill looks at me and goes, what the, f and I was like, I don't know. I, so he goes back, he goes, yes and no, what? It doesn't make any sense. He goes, well, yes, we do have information that it used to be there, but this is information that dates back to 2000. I was like, that's five fucking years ago. How the, f are you, are you and retarded? What, no, that's when Bill lost his mind. And Bill was just like, I'm done. That's all he said. I'm done. He packed everybody up, put them all back in their vehicles. We drove all the way back to base, got back on base. And I said, sir, aren't you going to get in trouble? He goes, probably. He goes, don't worry. My rank can handle this. And I was like, that's the definition. I get it now. I fucking get it now. It took me fucking 18 years at that point. Well, 16 years at that point. Fucking now I get it. My rank can handle this. I get it. That's what Joe thinks. I didn't give a fuck about rank. But that's what Joe thinks. So. That's I, why he went to Alaska. I know you all are wondering why, how it came about that I told off a colonel, fucking reamed him out. His boss, actually. So he got fucked up in the head. He hit an ID doing 60 miles an hour, upended his vehicle, hit his head so hard he 
detach the capillaries from an artery and his corpus callosum, but they didn't know that because, um, you know, he was Bill's personal security detail. So he had his own living quarters and um, he was complaining of headaches. So they gave him, you know, Motrin, 800 milligram Motrin. And then he started forgetting shit. So they gave him a Palm Pilot. Um, like this is back in the day. Yeah. So that he, cause he, he actually, uh, authorized leave for someone and then forgot about it and wrote him up as a wall. And they were like, what the fuck? And so he's, I don't know. So they gave him a fucking Palm pilot instead of, you know, like sending him to a doctor, seeing what's going on. You know, he hit his head. He's got headaches. He's having memory loss, but no, 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 no. We'll just, we'll just treat not even the symptoms just the results to to make him continue to work. And then he came home on leave. Now, the, the incident happened in February. He came home on leave in July. Yeah. July. First night at home, he had a seizure. Full-blown grand mal seizure. Definitely not his first one. My parents were in the house, too. They'd come to see him um, when he came home. And uh, so it, he's like, flopping around like a fucking naked dead fish with retard hands like claws on my bed. I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm screaming my head off. So they send him in for all these tests, this, that, and the other. So obviously he's not going back. So I send an email to the colonel and I say, Mick's all fucked up in the head and he's not going back. And the colonel calls me and he goes, that's not your judgment to make. You're just some hysterical wife, blah, blah, blah. I get you miss your husband, but you just can't say that he's not going back. And I fucking lost it. I lost it. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand. My husband just had a seizure, a major one. Obviously not the first. He's having memory loss. He's been having headaches. And he told you all about this and you didn't do a damn fucking thing for his health all you did was continue to give him shit to make him work harder for you so if he dies his blood is directly on your hands and don't think i won't take it out of your fucking ass and he said hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on thunder 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 get the fuck oh. out of here oh. <laughs> and colonel bill said Oh, I'll start processing the medical leave paperwork. I said, you do that. And I hung up on him. Because I don't give a fuck about your rank. I don't give a fuck about Biden's rank. I didn't give a fuck about the colonel's rank. You do what you're supposed to do for your people. Not for your job, not for your paycheck, for your people, for the people that serve under you, for the people that you are supposed to serve. You do what you say you're going to do and you fucking do stand it. up, fucking do it. Just do it. It's a fucking, it's a simple theory. Just Nike. fucking do it. Nike fucking came up. They coined it. Just do it. Just do it. But here was Biden. No, he can't do it. No, no, he can't do shit. Thank you for your sentiment. 
concern for those who lost on the others. I'll be going from here to Alaska to speak to several thousand of our troops in Alaska. And I'm not going to get back to the site that occurred in your Thank you for your sentiments. What the fuck? What did he just say? I don't even know. He's like, <laughs> he was going to be in Alaska with with uh, our soldiers, but he couldn't actually make it to any of the sites. Why not, Joe? Why couldn't you make it to any of the sites? Did you not know anyone that died in the towers? He probably forgets them. It went in one ear and out the other. Literally. You know, I, I, in one ear and out the other. I got to share this. Honestly, this, I have a kind of a crazy 9 11 story. So, my first stepfather, not, not the one I have now, not the one that I refer, that I call my dad, that I talk about all the time. You guys know my dad. No, no, no. My mom was married in between my real dad and the dad I have now, sort of. She was common law married because they lived together in Connecticut for more than eight years. So even though they never actually got married, they had to get divorced. Okay. Just fucked up common law shit. Yeah. Anyway. So my first stepdad, his name was Wayne. He was in the World Trade Center in the bombing in 92. 93. 93. Okay. Early. It's like January 93. It was early. January January 93. Okay. Um, January 15th. Because I was just, I was thinking of, I was there. The year I was in school. I was um, there. Okay. He was in, he was in the, in the, uh, the World Trade Center that day that the truck bomb went it off. Went off in, in the, the garage. In the garage. Yes. Okay. And we were stuck there. And, yeah. And my parents were livid. I went there on a, a DECA. Mm-hmm. You remember DECA? Was it, uh, D E C A? It was, uh, Yes, my first stepfather. My my mom's been married now three times. I, I for- but this one that I have now has lasted the longest. I, I forget what that stood for, but it was like something about economics and all this other shit. Somebody tr- said that I was smart with money and they said, hey, <laughs> which I laugh at today. They were like, hey, go to this DECA program. So I went to this DECA oh, program. It was actually yeah, yeah. pretty cool. It yeah. was It was like global. It was like global initiatives, but. It was very. You guys got to run the gift shop in the school. Yeah, but it was very U.S. centric, which is what I liked about it. It was very. It was weird because it was maybe it was just our teacher because Hinyati was the teacher. Man, he was cool as fuck. He was a hard, staunch conservative man. You, he was anyway, the only one in the whatever, school. It doesn't matter. Off the rails. So no, but that's why I was yeah, there. I don't care. Well, we're not talking about why you were there. I was talking. I'm telling my story. I got you. I got you. Stepdad. I got you. Okay. So my, my mom and my, so my, my mom and my real dad got divorced when I was four. And then she started living with this guy, moved to Connecticut. And, uh, they got divorced when I was 13. Okay. 12, wasn't it? Mm. I thought, I thought you were 12. No, no, my dad, no, my dad died when I was 12. And then, oh, that's right. And then they got divorced. Then they got divorced when I was 13. I'm sorry, my bad. Yep. So they'd been divorced for, I don't know, some eight, nine years when 9 11 happened. Yep. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really keep in touch with him at 
all like for the first maybe year or so after they got divorced, um, they, you know, he tried to make an effort. I mean, he'd kind of been my dad for like 10 years, but not really. He was the one that tried to sell me to a camel uh, for a dozen camels when we were in Morocco. So um, he, he also at one point uh, told my mother that uh, he needed to send me, they needed to send me to Atlanta to live with my aunt because he couldn't live in the same house with me anymore. My mother was like, fuck you, get the fuck out of my house. I'm not giving up my daughter for you. Um, anyway, he didn't, I get, he, he and I didn't get along. I used to steal his drugs and give them to my friends. Not that I did drugs at that point, but I'd steal his drugs and give them to my friends. No, no. This is when I was 12. I didn't start smoking weed until I was 15. You know this. You are full. You know, you I are not, I full not, of it. I did not I smoke. Have, start, I have I now talked to your weed. cousins. I no, know no, 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 when no. you started smoking weed, young lady, you don't even dare. <laughs> Whatever. I have talked to your cousins. This is like, when I, I was know like, the first time that you were ever yeah, introduced to weed, but I wasn't regularly smoking until I was 15. And I didn't, I wasn't like, I would live. They thought you were. And let me tell you something. No, 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 if no. they thought you were, so I you would, probably that's, were. That's because. He thought I was because I was stealing his weed, but I was giving it to my friends and he couldn't tell my mother because she didn't know that he smoked. <laughs> he was hiding his drugs from my mother and I was finding them and giving them away. <laughs> what a coke. Anyway, he did, a lot. Smoked he did a lot of coke too. And you know, I don't play with that. So I give, I gave that shit away. Yeah, that I would. Like crazy. Yeah, I bet. I, I gave bet you were the big hookup. Dude, it was hysterical. I'd give all his drugs away. Uh, I didn't even charge for him. I'd just be like, oh, I, hey, I found this. <laughs> Walking down the street. <laughs> Seriously. Here's this hot fantastic. shot. <laughs> but so we didn't, luck with we, that. we didn't like each other. So after like a year or two, uh, after my, after they got divorced, I just, I was like, I, I want nothing to do with them. Um, so, uh, fast forward, I was in, it was right after college. I was out in Colorado when nine 11 happened and about three months after my stepdad now, the dad that I have now, um, he and my mom were already married and had been for quite some time. Um, he had a, like a, whatever, a trade show or some shit in Colorado. So he was coming to visit me and he took me out to dinner. And I remember this very distinctly. We went to Applebee's. I fucking hate Applebee's. Um, and, uh, and I had at that point they had like, like they were trying to copy the blooming onion from Outback and it, it wasn't good. But anyway, uh, and we're sitting in this booth at Applebee's and he tells me that my first stepdad was in the World Trade Center when it went down, that he died. And the first thing I said was, well, what happened to his cat? <laughs> she cared more about the cat than she did. Well, because... Then the human, fuck the human, the cat, what happened to the cat? Well, he had, because, you he, know? Had, he had one of our kittens. My mom and I bred cats. And he had gone, which really fucking pissed me off because the entire time they were married, he would not let me have any animals. He would not let me have a cat. He would not let me have a dog. The second they got divorced, like literally like a week later, my mom went and got me a cat. Um, that was gorgeous. That was her first cat. So, uh, and then we started breeding cats and he fucking turns around and he gets one of her cats. And he, for years he claimed he was allergic, but apparently not. So 
first, my first response was what happens, what happened to his cat? So, <laughs> but, but it's crazy because his name has never come up on in the Chiron or on, on the thing or anything like that. And I, like, I went looking, there's no record of him anymore at all. I got nothing. How is that possible? I don't know. Do they look, they, I don't know. They fingerprint everybody down to the booger pickers to the, this day. I mean, everybody gets now, fingerprinted. Well, he is definitely not alive now because I cannot find him now. He is not alive now. Doesn't mean he didn't change his name and turn into a woman. I mean, come on. There's all sorts of weird shit that's been going on the last 20 years. It, she, it could but anyway, be. I mean, straight up. Like, like my straight dad came up, and told me that he died in the World Trade Center. I don't know. But then his name has never come up. On, and I was like, well, where's the fucking money? Oh, shit. Right? Where's the money? Well, but, unless he was remarried. No, but he did have a daughter. You ever reached out? Never looked her up? I tried. I tried looking her up on Facebook forever. Like reached out through instant messenger and she never responded. So well, she was only 10 months younger than I. She didn't want nothing to fucking do with you. Obviously. No, we, we weren't. I mean. You weren't besties? Not really. <laughs> nah, no. The no. bestie thing. Really no, no, no. There, huh? She was kind of. Cunty? No, she was actually really sweet. She was really nice. She was just. Until... Um, she was a little white trashy. And like my mom would keep. Oh, like a whole wardrobe for her at our house and uh because she would come in literally rags and then my mom wouldn't let her bring any of those clothes home with her because if she did they would come back as rags so anyway but she spent like you know two weekends a month with us for 10 years still damn yeah Shit. but anyway she she didn't have a, a great life i don't think Obviously. Um, yeah. And he didn't take great care of her. So he was kind of a shit bag, which is why my first response was what happened to his cat? <laughs> but yeah, Cisco, he says, I've often thought how many people use that to disappear. I mean, he's definitely disappeared. No idea what happened to him. Crazy. Right. And I know he worked. He still worked in the World Trade Center. He still worked for the same company That's from 92 into 2001. It's nuts. He was in the building when it went down, most definitely. So, I don't know. <sighs> Anyhow. I um, know your mom because she's not she's not going after anybody with no money. She's not doing what her daughter did. <laughs> She ain't slumming it. <laughs> no, she always made more money than her husband. Hell yeah. Every single I know. one of them. Yeah. I my know. My mother but... was not about to be dependent on a man to. For, no, but for anything. she was not about to and be yet, with a man who didn't make enough money. She, don't get me wrong. My mother could not be without a man. But she refuses to be dependent. Correct. On a man. Correct. She's never lived alone. She's never. She's never been without a man. Except for maybe like a month or two in between. But husbands. Husbands. <laughs> there was one guy that was around for like six months, but when I was 13. Um, but then he hit on me and I told my mom, and then he was gone really fast. <laughs> so that didn't fly. Um, 
Yeah. Although I did, I had an, an interesting conversation with my parents today because I was over there. And, uh, and I was telling them that, you know, in a couple of years when Connors graduates, we're looking at selling up and, you know, getting together with some other families and moving to maybe Missouri, Liana, I see you there, or, uh, you know, Tennessee or the mountains, whatever, getting a hundred acres with 10 families. And my mom was like, oh, you're starting a commune. I was like, yeah, that's a mix at, except, you know, he said the last time they did that, it was called Waco, which I corrected you on. Isn't actually true because people are doing it all over the place right now. Honestly, they are. They really are. There's a lot of people doing this. Um, but my dad walked into the conversation and he goes, Missouri. And he looks at mom and he goes, why did we move here? And I said, don't worry, dad. You're welcome to come with us. He said, in two years, I'll be dead in two years. And without missing a beat, I said, don't worry, dad. Mom can come with us. And he said, yeah, your mom, your mom will go with you. Uh, yeah. Because mm. he knows. He knows. I told him three years ago that if he took more shots, he'd be dead in five years. Mm. And now he's telling me that in two years, he'll be dead. He will be. That'll be five years. That'll be five years. Yeah. He gets mm. worse every day. And he's giving all his shit away. He, he knows what's coming. My mom does too. I've not been. Yeah, he's trying to give us money. I'm like, nope. He's not been pussyfooting around. I've not been, you know, beating around the bush with her. I'm like, you need to be prepared. This is coming. And pretty soon we need to be prepared. So, and my mom has never been without a man as much as he drives her nuts. Sometimes, you know, she loves him. And I don't know that she knows how to be alone. So. I got a feeling we got a new house. <laughs> That's what I'm being told. Oh. That's the subliminal messaging. Do you see that? Do you see how that works? Hey, babe, if your dad died, where would your mom go? Here. If well, if if to one of you guys, one either me or my brother. Yeah. If your if your mom died, where would your dad go? Here. Exactly. Yep. This is what we do. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, it's no, yep. no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I know. Look, I know. folks. I know. All I'm saying is, I'm not doing that. I'm not being an asshole. He's I'm not. just saying the subliminal messaging, but the stuff you don't see. Here's this the is thing, though. The point. You know what? I'm. I'm. You know, I. I have this vision in my head now. Now that we've kind of started talking about it, like I'm. I'm excited to potentially move to a hundred acres with ten families or fifty acres with. 10 families or whatever it is, you know, I can see my mom running the big house, you know? Oh, I could see that. Right. Oh, you know, and, and cooking dinner. My mom cooks for an army and she's a fan. Dude, Liana, cook. Liana, the big house. Like, right. You know, and you know, with the guests coming in or whomever, and then each of us having our own space, yeah. you know, our own house on our own space, but um, you know, like in community dinner and you know, my mom's great at, organization and laundry. <laughs> no, my mom's great about a lot of things, but I uh, seriously though, the laundry is insane. I hate laundry. My mom comes here and she does like 20 loads of laundry in like an hour. I'm like, how do you clue. do that? <laughs> my laundry doesn't even work that fast, but yeah, I can't um, even do that. Damn it. But seriously, like I can, I can already see that. And I think just mentioning it to my dad today, I think kind of gave him a little sense of relief that he knows that she's going to have a place to go when he's gone. 
because it's going to be pretty soon. And we, I think honestly, I, I feel like we're all going back to the old ways in so many different ways, starting communes and, you know, in the middle of nowhere and growing our own food and, and growing our own medicine and getting away from big pharma and just saying, fuck the man and fuck the government. Right. But a big part of that is generational living. That's what we've gotten away from. It's not just the nuclear family that they've destroyed and they have, but two generations ago, it was unheard of for your grandparents to not live with you or at least live in the same town as you. And let me make this point even more clear. There's a couple of you fucks that send reels to me on Instagram and on other platforms on Twitter. And it's just you listening to me. It's kind of like, that's kind of fucking depressing. I, I don't want to just, you know, Biden sucks stuff. You know, as much as you give him shit for it, he makes his kids listen to this shit. I agree with that. My kids listen to it. I tell them to not for the likes or anything, just for the education, just in case you're not getting this when you're in school. Like this is what your constitution is made for. This is what your government is made for. And they're not doing that. Nobody is. We're not angels. We don't even pretend to be. Not even close. But I can tell you this much. I I can take care of a lot more than what our government is fucking doing. And I think it's bullshit. And I think the people have been sold a lie for so long that we're all still sitting there trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out what's real and what's a lie. 9-11, what's real? What's a lie? JFK, what's real? What's a lie? Any conspiracy that you can think of everything is a lie no Lindsay, we appreciate you what's real what's a lie we have to wonder about all of it now to include what the bible tells us because i gotta be honest with you i've seen enough now that i'm even questioning that wait a minute if jesus was just a man how does that change his divinity in me it doesn't but i ask the question does it amongst man? If Jesus was just a man and not an immortal, does that change anything? Um, Jesus. Do you look differently upon him? He was both. Jesus's soul was immortal. Jesus's body was a man. So then what the fuck is the difference? Good day, Brenda. Good to see you. Just wondering. Asking for a friend. Anyway, Brenda, since you just joined us, hey, it's uh, Wake and Bake, sweetie. Um, it's time for you to go ahead and get your smoke on. So, high? I do. I'm going to get high. So, if you got it, sweetheart, light it up and get ready to smoke it. Because it's time. Wake and bake, Brenda. 
We know you're just joining us from Australia. today as a comment on the Archives Among Us substance, the most recent one, which is which was a while, a while ago, Connected Consciousness. Um, and I'm going to play the video, or at least the first part of it, for y'all in a few minutes, because after this, because um, it, it's the same thing we've been told, essentially. It's the same thing we've heard. Um, I think it's important, and I thank you to the person that sent me that I appreciate it and I subscribe to that YouTube channel as well when the FBI comes knocks on your door what do you say Nah, bear. Yeah, we gotta fix that. We gotta get the other nah, one. I can't bear. find that other one. I put it somewhere. It's in this very smart place. Uh, I gotta find it. It's on probably the other hard drive. I gotta transfer it between hard drives where they're hooked up to the other computer. That's yeah. That's what I gotta do. That's fine. Or, Mark, you could just email that to me. Or shoot me a fucking text, bro, with that same text message. So I can just plug it in here because, bro, that shit's hard to find. I don't know why. My phone doesn't find it. So. So. So this is a video that this that, that was sent to me today. I can't wait to watch it. This and, is going to be interesting. And this is from five days ago. All right. So this this does this person get a a hat tip or anything i mean can we say their name or what um maybe their first name or something so that they know we're talking about them 
I always like to give people the head tip. If you're going to show us something that fits in the conversation. Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yep. Stephanie sent us the video. Okay. And um, the this guy, his name is Chris Garcia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and he has uh, 65 and a half thousand followers on YouTube. This had 1.1 million views. Just saying. Wow. Okay. So, um, interesting. Yeah. And we're just going to listen to his wife. She's coming now. You need to come. You, you have to share this. This is not, go for it. Get in there. I'll share this and then I'll step out. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> whatever you, whatever you say. Oh, She's still gonna, beautiful. I'll put, I'll, I don't need that. No, okay. No, just right there. So as we were in prayer, um, as I was kneeling by my husband, what came to me is that as he was addressing the church, all I heard in my spirit is that there is a shakening that's going to happen in the church that is so strong. And this is for the body at large. That is so strong that only those that have their eyes fixed on Jesus will stand. And But it's necessary to happen. The shaking that's getting ready to take place is necessary because the Lord needs his bride to be focused. So keep your eyes focused. And I saw literally um, our feet being planted in firm foundation, like, you know, concrete when it's settling and it's and it's wet. And it dries and our feet are like solid in him. And we were focused on him and I saw our eyes fixed on him. And that's the posture he wants his church. Firm and grounded on him. Fixed on him. Not looking to the right or the left because what's getting ready to unfold and take place is beyond what we can think or imagine. And we have to be fixed on him. We have to be so just devoted and just focused on him, which is why he's trying to address his bride and get you refocused. That is not about ministry. It's not about all these other things. It's about him. And that's why he wants us to return to our first love, which is him. Nothing else can get in the way. So that's what I felt. I'm not going to add more or take away. That's exactly what I heard in my spirit. So to stay focused on him. That's why he's redirecting us to be so caught up in his presence and seeking his face because there's more that he's going to pour out for the end time because we are living in those times now, presently. So be encouraged. Hmm. 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 Man, Leo, Leo's out. He can't take tonight's show. You know, you were just bitching before that. All we do is play uh, news clips. So now we're going off the rails and talking about deep shit. But here, here you're out. Sorry, can't make you happy. Damn, bro. Um, hmm. Tell you all the time. You got to put God first in your life. When you put God first in your, in your life, 
then you're on the right track. doesn't matter what track it is. You have to put God first in your life. There is no other choice right now. And be honest, it doesn't matter what God it is either. It's whatever God you believe in. No, doesn't matter. You believe in God, right? God is Everybody God. Everybody does. God is God. Different doesn't names matter. for him. It doesn't matter. Allah, you want to call him Allah, you want to call him whatever. Fine, do it. I don't care. It's not about that. It's not about the name. It's about the belief in a dude that kind of controls everything. And like when you realize that it's not us in this fishbowl that's just swimming around. Shit like that happens. You have a purpose. If you're listening to us right now, you're here for a reason. And I don't just mean in this chat or, you know, listening to the show. I mean, on this earth, in this time, now, you are here for a reason. You have a purpose. You may have been shown God's plan for you already. You may not have, but you will. And everything that we're seeing is like nothing we've ever seen before. And everything we're going to see will be like nothing we've ever seen before. Know that it is God making his presence known in everyone's life. Some people just need a little more shaking up. <laughs> That's a pot calling me kettle black. No shit. But like she said, you have to plant your feet firmly. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, folks. I, I want to identify something really quickly here. All right. Oh, I took a fucking a kick in the ass and a punch in the face and a whole bunch more to bring me to this point. Oh, I got fucking railroaded. No, you didn't get railroaded, but you never put your feet in. You never dug in. You never stopped and said, wait, why? You, that's not you. That is not you. That's true. I always stop and look at everything from every perspective before I proceed. So why didn't you do it this time? Because there is only one perspective. Divine intervention? There's only one perspective here. So when you put divine God first in your life, there is no other perspective. So that's the point. So what you're saying is divine intervention. Because, no, my point is, is I know you. No, 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 fuck you. Stop. Stop bullshitting everybody here right now. Stop. When you're talking to your I husband stopped, who's been married to you when I stopped, for how long? When I My entire life. When I no, I've known you I your entire around, life. When I stopped and I evaluated every perspective, and I have evaluated every perspective, I have thought about. No, you've never dug your heels in. The dip, not in this. I, no, no, you've no. Never dug your I heels in on this. I, no, no. I never. I I did this on the fly. I did this while running, while running forward, while keeping my eyes on the prize. Did I think that it was MK Ultra? AI fucking with your brain. They put some kind of fucking implant in your head when, when they did your brain surgery or one of the first, you know, robo soldiers. Sure. All of that crossed my mind. Absolutely. To what end? Why, why would they put me on this path towards God? That wouldn't make any sense. Does it? Does it? 
it's weird how those questions start mm -hmm. to end. So when you start to look at things, one of the first things, if you're new to the conspiracy game, one of the first questions I ask to what end? To what end? For everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Just ask that question. Why? Because nobody does anymore. To what end? What does this person get out of this? Even, you know, it, it, even when we're so divided right now, we're all so divided. You know, the left versus the right, the elites versus we, the people. I mean, every the, the middle class versus the poor, the black poor versus, versus the white, rich. The, you know, that Christians versus Muslims Holy versus shit. Jews. Everybody is Catholics so versus the Christians. Divided. It doesn't matter. There, there's, it's like there's no common ground, right? Like all we ever, all we can do is fight. No one can ever come together and agree anymore. But that's not true. Talk to people. You'll find you have a lot more common ground with them than you realize. Just talk to people. Not everybody is fucked up. You know what the common ground we all have is? We're Americans. No, no. No, we're We're Americans. human. Well, one race. That too. One love. One God. One people. God is our common ground. God is our focus. And I'll tell you what, if God is not your focus right now, he will be very, very soon. And you probably won't like it at that point. Yeah, that I can't disagree with. Okay, that one I'll give you. Touche. We are humans. And that is probably the most important part. But think about this really quick too. While you're thinking about that, because literally not very long ago, this was not who she was. Not even close. <laughs> she wouldn't even spend a day in church. I still won't, but for a different reason. No, but the reason you have now is way more righteous as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I spend because I, I, spend I agree with every you. day in hey. church. It's just not in man's church. It's in God's church. Correct. I, I agree with that. And the writing there is in the book. You just have to read it because Jesus told us this. He said, man will never be able to create a church that will be able to support the house of our Lord. Man will never be able to create a church. Why is that? Because man's supposed to live amongst nature. That's why. Jesus Christ, do I have to read it for you? Or can I spell it out for you? No, the point is, I have to read it. For you, you are supposed to live amongst nature. That's where we belong. We don't belong in these cities. That's the shit we don't belong in. Everybody says, man, something happens to me when I go into the country. Everybody says this. I've heard this three million times. Take your shoes off. And walk Take your dirt. shoes off. You walk in the grass. You're like, oh, shit, I'm reconnected. Something about this. Grounding. There's energy. Yeah, it's called you don't live in a fucking concrete jungle. 
it's amazing when you have your own lawn to take care of. That is it's it, amazing when you walk out to the gardens and pick your dinner. People are going to say, well, Mick, we can't do that. We've got to. Yes, you can. We've we've got to live in these cities. No, you don't. Do you? You know, I, I saw a video of and it was a, a quick video, an Instagram video of this lady, beautiful lady. Um, and she said, uh, it was five things that she'd learned from living with no walls for 20 years. For 20 years, she has lived in a house with no walls, no exterior walls. Yeah. How is that possible? Oh, yeah. She lives up. She has her own acreage. And it's, you know, her at her, her kitchen, her stovetop. There's no walls anywhere in her house. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I guess. Okay. Whatever. I'll follow you on this. I'll, I was like, I'll be the asshole that asked the question. Okay. So what of it, man, I was envious. I think, think about it. I spend all my time on the, on the porch or outside. I would love to live outside all the time no but no walls a house with no walls <sighs> no <laughs> no no I no you can't do it. there's some things that i'm sorry <laughs> nope i still need a tent <laughs> nope. at least a sleeping bag but you know what it almost to a degree, it reminded me of Nine Mile. Because remember, we went up to Marley's place. And I mean, sure, his bedroom was one little room with a bed. And that was it. Yep. His, everything else was, that was, everything else was outside. His kitchen was outside. True. Right? Yeah, but his, it, it doesn't drop below freezing ever in Jamaica either. Wow. Well, so let's I'm make sure I'm pretty, we have I'm pretty sure where this chick lived it didn't drop all over everything. I'm just saying. I don't think it snowed much there. I'm um, just wondering. She was talking about how to live with, you know, nature coming in and out all the time, you know, bugs and and animals and whatever. And fuck, we have that here. But you know. Shit, some nights more than most. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just saying. Does that work to something else? Do you have another video to back that up? No, or is it no, just it was like just, it random, just it totally holy random shit, just we're up. completely off the rails. Now. Completely off the rails. We haven't been on the rails all night. We still have 30 not windows open. Not getting to any of it. Not a goddamn thing about it we're going to get to. Well, that's okay. You know what? It's it's 9-11. It is. Here, you know what? Let's play some Donald Trump live on the phone with uh, Channel 9 News in New York on 9-11. What did he have to say? Well, let's find out. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through this deal? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously because I just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Most buildings are built with the steelers on the inside around the elevator shaft. This one was built from the outside, which is the strongest structure you can have and it was almost just like a uh, like a can of soup. 
You know, Donald, we were looking at pictures all morning long of that plane coming into uh, building number two. And when you see that uh, approach the, the far side, and then all of a sudden, within a matter of a millisecond, the explosion pops out the other side. Right. I just think that it was a plane with more than just fuel. I think, obviously, they were very big planes. They were going very rapidly because I was also watching where the plane seemed to be not only going fast, it seemed to be coming down into the building. So it was getting the speed from going downhill, so to speak. Uh, it just seemed to me that to do that kind of destruction is even more than a big plane, because you're talking about taking out steel, the heaviest caliber steel that was used on a building. I mean, these buildings were rock solid. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It's, this country is different today, and, and it's going to be different than it ever was for many years to come. Wow. Mm. Couldn't have said it any better on that day if uh, he wasn't wrong. Is it better with you or better without you? That's my question. So closely associated with the city of New York. Yeah. I have to start it to get it to blow up to full screen. So closely associated with. Stop. So, cl so closely associated with the city of New York. Yeah. You, of all people, understand the passion surrounding 9-11. What do you say to those family members who prote protested earlier this week and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country, to the world. So nobody's really been there, but I can tell you that... Uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to celebrate, and money's going to charity. A lot of money's going to charity. And you have really the best players in the world, many of the best players in the world, and soon you'll probably have all of them. Damn. Mm. Yeah, well. Live golf. Saudi golf. Yeah. Weird. Weird how he's involved in that, isn't it? A little bit. Just throwing it out there. You know, the ones that we pretty much are sure that are behind the 9-11 terrorist attacks. You mean to tell me the Saudis, the guys that have lived golf also don't. Um, but hey, hmm. we have Joe. <laughs> In Vietnam. Oh, my God. Here's Joe in Vietnam. For example, you know, one of the things we're doing in terms of, uh, I, I proposed a long time ago at the G7, now it's going to come to fruition in the G20, is making sure that we build a railroad all the way across the African continent. Think about it. Okay, so he did say that at the G7, and we all... The fuck was that? I have no idea. And we all thought that... Um, that it was a gaffe. We're like, what the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck was that? I have no idea. But now he's doubling down on it on the G20. And how can you call it the G20 if China and Russia didn't show up? Shouldn't it be the G18? Yeah. Okay. So at the G18, now he's doubling down on building a railroad across Africa. Why would he want a railroad across Africa? Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go. 
Hmm. Y'all understand that Africa is going to be ground zero for like pretty much World War Three, yeah, right? The, end of the world, like it, it just. It's a hobbit. Mm -hmm. We're kind of all fucked out here on the side edges, but even my dad today mentioned about um, we were talking about fires. Mentioned something about Lahaina. We'll get to that in a second. But um, he was like, uh, "He's like, well, I I said, uh, you know why the black forest in Germany doesn't burn?" My mom said, "Yeah, because they practice good land management." Exactly. They clear up the underbrush and this. And my dad's like, well, right now it's like the whole world's on fire. Except for us. Huh. It's true. Whole world's on fire. When a normie like my dad, who's five times jabbed, yeah. knows that the whole world is on fire. I tell you what. We're starting to get out. The whole world's on fire, y'all. It ain't climate change. Joe ain't gonna tell you that though. And think about it, climate change. They they were just asking the other day on the world stage, I believe, right there, like in Vietnam, said, Hey, are are you gonna charge the people for this if if you don't follow the climate change perspective of the United States? Um he was asked that by a I don't know, some Vietnamese reporter. And her English was fairly broken. He said, yes, that's the plan. We will charge Americans for violating the climate change acts of, or accords of this Hanoi Vietnam meeting, whatever it is. Well, funny, you know, something else my, my parents told me today. Um, apparently, and I haven't looked into this, but apparently, supposedly, um, homeowners insurance will be revised going forward and they're no longer going to cover hurricanes, wind, flood, rain. Oh, did the market finally drop or fire? So, the so market... what's the fucking point of homeowners insurance? If it doesn't cover flood, wind, like storm or damage fire. or fire. Yeah. What, why have homeowners insurance? What does it cover? Theft. Get a no. dog. Or a gun. Yeah. Uh, that's a given. But. No. A lot of people got to be told that these true. days. So. That's true. But seriously. I was. What? I was like. Because of climate change. You know. Funny. Because people have been bringing up. Well. If climate change is such a big thing. Then how come. They're selling beachfront property. And the insurance companies are insuring it. Yeah. And now apparently they're not going to. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Makes yeah. you wonder about your own homeowner's policy. Well, because remember a few years ago, they forced everybody to switch their flood over to FEMA. Yes. All of your like hurricane yep. insurance is all, it all, all goes through, through the federal government. It yep. all goes through FEMA. If you want to purchase additional insurance, that's at, at a premium and it's a ridiculous rate, but your primary flood insurance is required to go through FEMA and now they're going to shut it off. Weird. Isn't it though? Huh? Things that make you go. Hmm. hmm. Makes you wonder. 
It does. It does. Yeah. I bet you can get insurance if you live in a 15-minute city. Kind of like this Hurricane Lee that all of a sudden started spinning directly north. Very oddly like. Well, like, they, they predicted that. That's bullshit. But, but you know, I like I said, I, I, I bet that you can get insurance if you live in a 15 minute city. Listen to this. First off, and I, I know this is a bad, like a bad angle. Obviously, someone's videoing it from, you know, from their TV. This does not look, this is supposed to be the governor of Hawaii. This does not look like the same guy that sat in, you know, in front of us not no. too long ago talking about, you know, the children. Like that doesn't look like the same guy at all. None. That does not look like the governor of Hawaii. No. Okay. Like he lost a bunch of hair and it went gray and he yeah. gained like 30 pounds in a week. No. Mm. Anyway, but listen, 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 listen carefully. So visceral and so tragic. No legislator would uh, avoid the issue. Everyone will focus on the issue. Now, hopefully it won't just be one year worth. The problem we have, of course, is we are now in it. We are in an era of global you know, climate change. And what we do in Hawaii, we will be able to lead by example as far as mitigating efforts and our pain. When people see the pain that we have suffered, they're going to take us seriously. It's an unusual thing for a person like me to get to speak to a very broad audience, you know, a broad international audience, but I will make this case smart um, smart um, you said it. legislatures smart and, cities. And did you hear that? Let's Ooh, back it up just a, a little bit here. Yeah. Listen. You said it. Smart city. Smart. 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 A little bit smart, back. Smart. Um, I will make this case. Smart. I will make this case. Smart. Um, yeah, smart, he um, says smart. He said it. He he literally he was about to say smart cities and he tripped up on it right there. Wow. Yeah. Hold on, I'll I'll let you finish. Let, let's see how he covered it up. Legislatures. Smart and, cities. And He's about to say it. Did you catch that? Smart cities. Oh my God. Will turn their backs. He's gonna say it. Rewind it. Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Smart city. Legislation? No, that's that's no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gotta go with your pants down, bitch. And I'm telling you, that doesn't even look like the same dude. No, not even close. Not even close. That is not the governor of Hawaii, or the other dude no. before wasn't the governor of Hawaii. I don't know which one's real, but that ain't the same dude. No, doesn't even look that way. Not even close. And then, then you have this other fucking cunt bitch, tyrannical governor <sighs> in New Mexico. Did y'all hear about this bullshit? First Amendment's gone. Yeah, what are they going after now? Here comes number, number two. two. On any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt and I'll tell you, if you're if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. It's a crime already. I got it, but we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld, 
it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. Last follow-up. Yeah. You took but oath. your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions there on my freedoms. No, there aren't. Stop. Out of my cold, dead hands. No Whoa. constitutional right is absolute, so she can just declare an emergency and take your rights away. That's not how that works. Out of, she is not God. Out of my cold, dead hands will you take these from me. I will have to be long cold and very well dead for you to take this from me. Trust me, I will kill a lot of you that come after this. A lot, and I will do it with pleasure and freedom to know that when I go to sleep at night, I won't dream about it. It will not be a dream I have. Yeah, that's how these people felt. This was in New Mexico. Good. Time is riddled, and all we want to do is protect our families, our friends, our communities. I've gone on two combat tours with the Marine Corps on the front lines. I've done 11 trips as an independent contractor. She thinks she has the right to take away my freedom to protect my community. I don't think so. This will not stand. We will not comply. Welcome to the Wolf Pack, brother. They strip, try to strip them of their rights. This is the same thing. Our Apache brothers resisted to the very end. Navajos, we got to be the same. Resilient. 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 I need to keep an eye on that. I was having my 13 years in the law doesn't protect us. As an indigenous person, that's why my kid is here. The law doesn't protect us. And nobody. Our rights come from God. Our privileges come from government. Don't get them confused. They're very different. Okay? Rights come from God. He also said, we have the right to correct, alter, or abolish a tyrannical government.
Our rights come from God. Our privileges come from government. Yeah, no. Come, please. Come and take it. Please. Um, Good you. luck with that. I'm begging you because I'm going to give it to you one bullet at a time. And they come out kind of rapidly. This is been tweaked a little bit so it plays nice it plays really nice so Dinesh D'Souza is coming out with a new movie do you hear about this <laughs> oh Jesus with Bongino are you Pol really talking about this police state I kind of was going to give it its fair due but no it's okay well, not after he sold himself out nope I'll watch the trailer Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? The government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Yep. I don't know. So. Bongino's kind of a sellout. So he, I, he totally is. And I know he's involved heavily in the making of this. So Absolutely. His acting debut. You know, it is what it is. Anyway. But I do want to get to this before we go. So. Our featured sponsor tonight is MyPillow. Yes. All right. If you haven't gotten yourself a MyPillow, go, go to MyPillow.com slash Defiant. Use promo code Defiant. Please. Support Mike Lindell. Please. This. Because this. This, if nothing else, should make you proud to own a MyPillow. Absolutely. And let me tell y'all, okay, we have everything. So. I told my mom today because our electric bill, I, I figured out why our electric bill went up again because we got our dryer back. Oh. oh, so I went and hung towels out. Like before I even went to my mom's this morning, I, I made, let's see, I brought the kid to school. Uh, I came home and walked the dogs, which is like a 30 minute ordeal. As I was walking the dogs, I put two loaves of bread in the oven. Um, then I let the chickens out. And then I went and hung a load of towels that I did last night out on the line. Of course, then it rained. <laughs> so they're still out there because they'll dry in the sun tomorrow. So, but my, and so I told my mom that because I was a little late to get to her house because I was running around doing all this shit, right? And my mom's like, uh, she's like, so she's like, do you, do you then just throw them in the dryer for 
five minutes to fluff them. So, well, it depends on the towel. So what do you mean? Well, like our old crappy towels, the ones that we make the boys use. Yeah. Those I throw in the dryer for five minutes to fluff them because otherwise they're like really stiff and nasty. But the MyPillow towels, you put those on the line. I don't need to throw them in the dryer. They're always soft. It doesn't matter. That is seriously the softest, most absorbent, fluffiest, amazing towel. I, like we will not use another towel. Nope. We each have two bath sheets, like my my pillow towels, and that's it. So that when one's in the wash, we can use the other one. Because I will not. I'm so fucking spoiled at this point. I won't use another towel. And um, maybe you guys haven't heard the story. So Mother's Day a couple of years back. Like five, six years back now, Mick bought me, and it's probably five, six years ago now. Yeah. Oh, and man, I'll tell you what, and this hasn't, this still hasn't changed. So he bought me a MyPillow mattress topper. Okay. Um, and it was during COVID actually. So it was probably three years ago. Right. So he bought four me years four ago. years ago. He bought me a MyPillow mattress topper. And then that year I was on, I was furloughed for COVID. And uh, so I went up to my parents' beach house pre COVID for two weeks. No, no, no. Yeah, it was during COVID because I had two because I had two weeks. We had it before. No, no, because I got two weeks. Because, I got two yes. weeks off of work. Yeah, because I was we already had off. it before that. Yes, though. yes. You, we got it pre-COVID, but yes. then during COVID, I went up to the beach house for two weeks. Well, Mick could only get a week off of work, so he came up to join me the second week. And so, like the third day, I called him and I was like, "Hey, I need you to take the my pillow mattress topper off the bed and bring it with you." And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's huge. It's like, it's, it's a king size fucking, it's like a bed. It's a California king in and of itself. Like there's no, I was like, I'm not even fucking kidding, babe. Take that thing off the bed, stick it in the back of the damn truck. I don't care if you don't bring anything else with you. Bring the freaking MyPillow mattress topper. Cause it was like sleeping on concrete blocks. And he put that bitch in the back of his truck and he showed up with the MyPillow mattress topper and we slept great all week. It was amazing. Before he got there, it was shit. This is literally like you could literally put concrete blocks under a my pillow mattress topper and get the best night's sleep of your life. Especially if your head is resting on a my pillow as well. And now they've got the my pillow 2.0 that cool that's the cooling pillow. Shit, we're getting that shit for Liam for Christmas because his ass is he runs like you, hot as fuck. You're getting it for me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're buy one, get one free. Anyway. Um, and he's doing a, a sale on the slippers right now. Um, and the sandals like, like 20 bucks. And those things are awesome too. I wear them all the time. I have to get another pair because I've literally worn the soles off the bottom of mine and I keep slipping on the front, the front uh, walkway, but yeah. So go to mypillow.com promo code defiant and, and support Mike Lindell. I'm telling you, this is going to be all that you need to see. Epic. Tell us your full name, please. Michael James Lindell. Well, good morning, Mr. Lindell. My name is Charlie Kane. We met for the first time about... Who's paying you? About four minutes ago. Okay, go Is that right? What's it? Is that right? Is what, what was the question? We met for the first time. Yes, yes. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start slow. Because the court reporter is trying to take down what you're saying, Okay. Don't sit and scold me already, Mister. I'll do I'll do whatever I have to do. So I don't. You're not. You're just a lawyer. You're an ambulance chasing lawyer. So don't start with me. I got all day. I'll take as much time as you want. So let's go. You're not my boss. You're just a lawyer, frivolous lawyer. So go. 
Don't start you know where scolding this... me. Oh, I'm asking questions. I'm not mm -hmm. going to scold you. Go ahead. Okay, and I'm not asking about the lumpy pillow calls. Of... No, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. Okay, that when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. You got that? You're an asshole Mike, is what you are. Mike, no, sorry. he's an asshole. No, he's an ambulance chasing asshole. That's what you are. <laughs> lumpy pillows, kiss my ass. Put that in your book. No, they, they answer anything, any problem customer that wants to reach Mike Lindell. Those Get are out! the ones. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. They send them to here and they go... Or they call about um, maybe they didn't get their pillow on time because of uh, um, the FedEx or whatever. Well, we'll cover them, even though it could be somebody else's fault. Nobody called because of a lumpy pillow. But good, good one, though. You done? Yeah, I'm done. What I'm saying. Obviously, is... you don't have a my pillow, too. You don't, do you? What I'm saying is, Mr. Wendell. <laughs> no, I'm pissed. I understand. Yeah, go. When you're saying what? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I love my Mikey. Mikey Pellows, go get them, All folks. Right. I'm, please. Dude, I'm going to have to. Please, we got to promote. You know what? I was thinking about this earlier, and I want to know y'all's opinion. And, and yeah, it's crazy neck here. What about uh, Mikey Pellows for president 2024? Fucking a, you know what? You know what? We we already have a crack a, a a current crackhead as the first son. Why not have a recovered crackhead as the president? Mike Lindell. Oh my god, I would be all about that. At least that. he was born in America. At least I know that. I know he's American. I know he's American made. And man, the motherfucker doesn't. He pay. makes a damn good pillow. He gets pissed the fuck off. It's amazing. Listen Love to that this one. shit. This is great. A uh, scratches out over on the pillow. Keep going by the way. here. So let me finish my question, okay? Yes. I tend to be a slow talker. Good for you. I'm from Texas originally. Good for you. I got all day. We'll we'll make a week of this. How about that? Go ahead. Probably up to your lawyer, but I'm happy to stay as long as you'd like. Just keep going. All right. Why'd you call me an ambulance chaser? What? Why did you call me an ambulance chaser? Because you are. This is a frivolous case. And if you're representing this guy and you've read this case, you are a disgusting lawyer, period. There's my, that's my, that's my right to say. You want to sue me too, Mr. Ambulance Chaser? Are you working on contingency or consignment with the guy? What are you, no, I can't believe anybody would take this. This is absolutely disgusting. It's a disgrace to our country. It's a disgrace to you. Anything else? No, that's it. You asked me a question. I answered it. All right. So let me finish my question, okay? Oh. I, I mean, seriously? Oh. He's like, he's done. Folks, Mike Lindell has just joined my rank. He knows where he's, he, he knows where I'm at. I'm done. Fuck you. I can't. I think, I think. What have, else do wait, I have to say? We have Fuck time, you. Time, no. Time for one more. Hold on. It's like 20 seconds. I read some of the crap in here that you wrote in your brief. It's disgusting. The lies in here. One of them says, after Mike was with Donald Trump in 2017 at a manufacturer's summit, he started doing promo codes on Fox. I was doing it 10 years prior. You, this is a big lie. You're a lying lawyer. I read some of the crap. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh. 
sounds like Donald Trump though. He says that. He sounds like Donald Trump though. He says that. Liar. You're a crappy lawyer. You're a lying lawyer. Love it. Lying lawyer. Holy shit. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. One more. One more. One more. more. Well, not from Mike Lindell. This is Joe. No, Jesus Christ. No, I know. We can't end on this. No, we have to because this is, dude, this is so freaking epic. This is the current resident of the United States White House. You can't do this, babe. I'm sorry. We talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You can't thank, thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the press thank conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. with every person I've ever. Is that really the music that was going on in the background? They cut his mic mid-speech. They cut his mic mid-speech and said, okay, press conference over, bye-bye. He was in the middle of talking. He was in the middle of a sentence. And they cut his mic and said, okay, press conference over. They cut the president's mic while he was in Vietnam giving an international press conference. Some fucking low-life DEI hire staffer said, no, no, he can't talk anymore. No one can understand what he's saying anyway. Just cut it. They won't even know the difference. Sounds like he's at a good pausing point. Just cut it right now. Right now. Three, two, cut. Done. Thank you. Press conference over. That's where we're at. So what have we learned? We have learned. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because we're still here. We're still revolving around the same world that... Can't trust. Trump wouldn't have ripped them a new one. Trump would have kept talking and he just would have increased his volume so he wouldn't have needed a microphone anymore and everyone would have heard him even more clearly. It's kind of what New Yorkers do, but exactly. We just get really loud. We're just like, fuck you. We'll just keep talking. Hey, we'll just keep fucking. We don't give talking. a fuck. Don't give a shit. I, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. On this date, 22 years ago. We had one of the worst injustices done to this country, killed 3,000 Americans, also led to the death of 10,000 American servicemen. Out of all of that that we paid forward and a debt that, as I've come to learn, we didn't really owe. Mm -hmm. Right now where we sit, what do we do? We ask this question every day. We, I think today it should be more obvious as it is known as Patriots Day. The one day in which 3,000 Americans' lives were ended tragically. Whether you believe done by a bomb, whether you believe done by a plane, whatever. 3,000 Americans' lives stopped today. They didn't come home. 
their plates at the dinner table were not filled after this date. We got a slogan out of it, never forget, and yet we forgot. Yeah. Didn't take long because our president was in Alaska instead of in New York City or Washington, D.C. You know what? It wasn't even never forget because we didn't even know. I guess, yeah. How can you forget something you never knew? Exactly. Like our buddy tells us all the time, mm -hmm. the Jamaican guy. Yeah. How can you tell me something's not true? Believing and knowing. Yeah. That you yeah. didn't even know. How can you say that that's... I have not... to download that video directly to this computer so I, I know. can play it. We got to do that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway we got to get out of here. We do have to get out of here. Tomorrow's uh, an early show. It's Tuesday. Early show tomorrow. 5.15. Pre-show. Mm -hmm. 5.30. Regular show. So, well, not regular. It's kind of early. But it is early. You know. But we got to go early because of Josh. Anyway. Yep. We'll be here tomorrow night, 5.15 for the pre-show, 5.30 for the regular show. Tune in early. Make sure you set up your alarms, whatever you got to do. Hit uh, that notification button. Hit the like button if you're over on Rumble. We surely appreciate it. And the pill button. Yep. Hit the red, hit pill, the red button, pill button. Please, on your way out. And uh, Miss Liana, she'll be on tomorrow morning, 9.05. You can check her out on Pilled and on Rumble on the Liana Wilbur Show. I don't know if Miss Pian will be back tomorrow. I hope so. I don't know. It, it was fun this morning. Yeah. It was quite comical. I had a good laugh. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Either way, we'll be back then. Till then, for the Mick. And V-Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace. Running that mouth
and if I take your hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirty south with a truck seat high and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down, we done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my Fuck around and find out.